Hello, everyone. Welcome to the eighth episode of the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and in this podcast, a new episode will come out each weekend and we'll have a different subject. The subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. Now, this episode's going to be really fun because we're going to be t- doing a little bit of a debate style kind of thing Disney parks versus Universal parks. Now, the question becomes, how are we going to judge them? You know, we could judge them based off their rides. We could judge them based off of their shows. And just everything that they provide there within the parks. But I want to judge them on something just a little bit different here. And what... It is what they offer, but not necessarily what you're thinking. We're going to do it based off of Fast Pass... After hours and expansions, and then we're also going to bring into in, bring into the fact of a certain deal that these two parks have, which shall be discussed at the end of the episode. So let's get right into it with Fast Pass. So first off, Disney's Fast Pass system is called Fast Pass Plus, while Universal's is called Express. So. The difference between these is in Disney, you have three per day at a park, right? So you go to Magic Kingdom and you use three on Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, right? And those are based off of certain times. So when you do these, you say, all right, I want to go to – we'll do – Space Mountain at, let's say, 9.20. Let's do Splash Mountain a little bit later, maybe 11. And then so on and so forth with all those other rides. And you you have the ability to plan these 60 days ahead if you're staying on property and 30 if you're not. Which might get a little... Hectic because, and this is what I do recommend staying on property because you get to see what times are available way early, like way before you go, and you book them right, you know, and you book them there, and you don't have to worry about times being out. And so, the cool thing with Disney is that once you use one up, you have the potential to get another. So, going based off of the three that I, I said earlier with. Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, and Haunted Mansion. And let's say Space Mountain was first and you use it up. You have the opportunity to go to a Disney kiosk or go on the Disney app and book yet another Fast Pass. So you look, you see what time you are still going to be there. And you're like, oh, here's one for Pirates of the Caribbean. You book it, you're good, you have three more, you move on. So that's how... You know, Disney's can work you know, along with the park hopper option. So you use three at one park. Again, there's three at Magic Kingdom. And then let's say you're going to go to Epcot. And you go to Epcot. And you're like, okay, what do I want to use at Epcot? And you say Spaceship Earth, Test Track, and Journey into Your Imagination with Figment. You use the Fast Pass for those three. And then you're good. Same thing if you go decide to go uh, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. 
So that that's that's essentially Disney's Fast Pass system. Now, along with that, when you do when you do Disney's Fast Pass, your Fast Pass comes with your Magic Band. So if you've been to Disney recently, or if you don't know, uh, when you book a trip to Disney, they say what you know. They say you're gonna have Magic Bands. What color do you want? So they're customizable. But what you do is that you you have the opportunity to put like your I think one of your cards on there, whether it's debit or credit, and you can pay with it. Then along with that, you have your Fast Pass uh, reservations on there. So you go up to the ride, and let's say it's Space Mountain, you have your Magic Band on, and you tap it to the post with the with the with Mickey on it. And then once it turns green, you're good to go. And there are times where you're early, and they say you wait. You have to wait before you come back. So that that is potentially an option there for Disney's Fast Pass, and that's how that one works. Now, looking at Universal's, it, it's the Express Pass. Or, no, my bad, just the Express. And this one is a little different because it's used all day. So, or it can be used all day. But they have three. They have three deals. Universal does Universal Express, which is skip the regular lines one time per participating ride. So only once per ride at Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. This is uh, Orlando, at least. So we're kind of mainly looking at the Orlando ones. Um, Universal Express Unlimited, skip the regular lines an unlimited number of times at participating rides. At Universal Studios and Universal's Islands of Adventure, then you have Volcano Bay, Volcano Bay Express. Skip the virtual line one time per participating ride at Volcano Bay. So you have those three options. And when, last time I went, I went on, and you have to get these by staying on property essentially, or you buy it. You you just buy it if you're not on property. And so you look at it, and it's so the one I had was all day and same with the universe you know with both the ones that are not in volcano well volcano bay as well it's essentially all day because you can use it once per ride that participates um in it and you have a number of rides that are part of it which is which is great because that means you can use it on all the all almost i think it's close to almost all rides um that are available in the parks. And as contrasted to Disney's, it's not planned, of course, because you don't have to go and say, oh, let's go to Escape from Gringotts at this time. You're just like, let's go there and just use it, which is not bad um, at all. You And like I said, you buy, you purchase it, but you also do purchase it separately from when you book. It doesn't necessarily come with it. So if you're staying on property, they probably ask, do you want the express pass? And then you say, yes. Um, the issue, there's one issue with these. There are longer lines because there is no designated time to return or to come to the ride. So people will go to escape from green Gats and say, Hey, let's go. And it will just be a long line. There will be a, a, probably a good wait as great from green Gats. 
no matter what, whether you're in the express line or you're in the standby line. And yeah, obviously I said you 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 have to stay on property, and it and it's kind of like a VIP experience because you get to use it a lot, which is nice. In Disney, you can use it a lot, but you're limited to three at at one moment. Once you use one up, you know, and for the for Universal, you have a legit card, so you get a lanyard, and you you put your card in like a little lamination thing, and you show it, and you're like, here we go, and then they scan it. So, you know, obviously you can choose your own uh, lanyard, and I chose when when I went with my family, I chose Jurassic Park, and so. That's how, I mean, Universal's is great, and when we went, we ended up using the one where it's like to skip the lines all the time, and it was great because, you know, there are certain rides that we could do multiple times um, if we wanted to, and we were just like, perfect. Now, I will say that I do want to throw a tip in here, and um, the tip I... That I'm going to give. Just trying to avoid this. But that does sound. You know what? Get away from that. That's staying in. Um, the, the advice I'm going to give here is that gauge the lines no matter where you are. Universal or Disney. So like with, you know, if, you know, for Disney, if you're going to use get another one and universal, you know, just when you go to the right. So it's like, if it's a scrape from Gringotts and it's like a 30 minute wait, obviously don't use the express. Just go in the standby line. You know, if, and you go to Disney and a ride, like anyone at Pandora. Now, let alone, you probably won't have one available right at that time because they're just so popular in fast pass. Um, but if, if there is one and you see that the line is 90 minutes, which it usually is, use your fast pass. That's seriously what you should do when it comes to fast pass. So between the two, honestly, what I would say is I prefer universals because you can use it all day and you're not limited to a certain amount because if you go to disney i think it's only hollywood studios where you have a tier kind of thing you can only use one on like a certain tier um and it, i think it's only hollywood studios i'm pretty sure it is you just it's tough to and it's also like i said with like with Pandora, if you use up your fast passes and you want to go on on and you go want to go on one of those and there's no times available, then you might just have to wait 90, 60, maybe even longer than that minutes, you know. And sometimes you and they might be worth it, you know. I went on Flight of Passage and it was great, but I didn't have to wait super long cuz I planned in the future to use a fast pass on Flight of Passage. And I it was a great ride, 
but are you willing to wait 90, 95 minutes for that thing? It's kind of saying, are you, are you willing to wait 90 minutes for Soren? But, you know, Disney, Disney does it well, too, to where you can... But I prefer Universal's Fast Pass. Now, moving on to the next thing I want to talk about, which is After Hours. So, we'll start with Universal's here, just to be fair. You know, Universal's After Hours, they don't have it every day. They don't offer it to, like, on-property on guests. So, it's more events than anything. Um, so, they have, you know, obviously... Only some rides are open for those after-hour things. And that goes to the same with food and drinks. And these events are maybe pass-holder events that that are held. And they just... It, it, it's low crowds because obviously not everybody that goes to Universal is a pass-holder. So, I mean, that's, that's all I have for Universals because I don't really know much about them because I'm not a pass-holder. You know, and then you go over to Disney's, right? And don't worry, I did research about Universal's after hours, and that's essentially all I found. Um, and, and you go to Disney's. Disney's is just a little bit different. You know, you do you do have events um, offered that are after hours, but it, there it's also offered to on property guests. So if you're staying on a Disney hotel or at a Disney hotel, you're able to, and I think there, there might be certain ones that give you this opportunity. Yeah, that's the right word um, for this. So like the uh, Grand Floridian is one that will get, get you after hours. I think Animal Kingdom Lodge might, might as well. And it's the same thing with Universal to where only certain rides are open because they need to start shutting them down. And it's really cool because um, it goes from close, like 9, to 11. So you have two hours to hit up whatever you need to in those participating rides. And obviously, it's not all of them. So if you want to hit up Peter Pan's Flight, do it. And Haunted Mansion and all of that, do it. Um, also, I, I'm limited food and drinks because, again, things have to close at the same time, and it's just, you can only get certain things. And also, there's low crowds. And, uh, you know, I'll say, because I've done after hours at Disney. And so, which do I prefer? The only one that I've done, Disney. Um, you know, Disney's after hours thing is so, such a good idea, because it gives, to me, it gives the people that don't necessarily have little kids an opportunity to stay in the park a little bit longer than they want to, you know, cause obviously when me and my mom went, you know, we don't, you know, we're not little kids. We don't necessarily have a bedtime. So we're like, okay, let's go to after hours. So when we went to magic kingdom, I think we hit up, we tried to hit up seven doors, mine train. We hit up uh, thunder mountain. We hit up haunted mansion. We hit up Peter Pan's flight. And I think we got, like, Small World done and all that. You can get a lot of stuff done in that amount of time because not a lot of people are there. And certain rides will have low weights. Peter Pan's Flight had the longest one. We walked right into we walked right into Haunted Mansion, right into Small World. Uh, 
we had a bit of a wait for Thunder Mountain, but we we didn't end up doing Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because that was such a long wait at that point. But there's not a lot of lines at after hours, which is great. And like I said, not a not a lot of small kids, which it's kind of a thumbs up for some people because, you know, especially if you're older because you don't want to have to deal with, you know, certain certain things that associate with little kids. So I, I prefer Disney's After Hours. Now we're going to go into these expansions that will go into Orlando that because we've I've mainly been talking about the Orlando parks. I really wanted to talk about the Holly, like the California ones too, but some of this stuff doesn't necessarily associate with, you know, those because the, and this, this can be for another day. If you want to hear it, comment the differences between, uh, di- you know, Disney in Florida and Disney in California for one episode in universal in Florida and universal in California for another one comment, you know, like send me a, DM, whatever. So, uh, but these are mainly kind of one. There's, there is one on here that's only in regards to Disneyland as of now. So, but the first, and we'll go right back to Disney. And we're going to talk about New Fantasyland. So, New Fantasy, New Fantasyland opened in December of 2012. And with this one, it ex- truly expanded Fantasyland, and it gave you more op- gave you more rides and opportunities to have meet and greets with uh, princesses and other characters. So, looking looking at that, some rides did come in, like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is a great roller coaster, but it also gave more land for them to kind of deal with. These other rides that you had, you could extend queues for like the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, uh, Peter Pan's Flight, Small World, not necessarily, but other rides as well that were in that part. Because if you if you know what Fancy Land is like, there's that one part where you have like Peter Pan's Flight, you have Small World, and all those things are kind of jammed together, and that gave them the opportunity to expand just a little bit and maybe help them die, you know, die crowds down there and move more foot traffic. And that's essentially what expansions do is get foot traffic elsewhere and away from certain parts of the parks. So New, New Fantasyland uh, was kind of a big deal for Magic Kingdom. So then the, the next one that came was 2017 and Pandora. And Pandora was a big part. Everybody was, it was a highly anticipated thing uh, in Disney out in Animal Kingdom because Animal Kingdom was kind of in desperate need of some help. Uh, They had, you know, you know, they have these different lands, you know, they have these different lands and there's not a lot, there's not necessarily a lot of rides there, you know, and there, you know, there's Collie River Rapids that's there in the Asia section, but that's always a seasonally, operated thing because it's a water ride or it, it it's refurbished just about it's refurbished every year probably it was a, it, around 
it was refurbished when I went down spring break this year. And you go and you think of other rides there. You have Dinosaur, you have Primeval Whirl, you have Expedition Everest, Kilimanjaro Safari, and just it's, there's not a lot offered there. You have shows, but there's not a lot of rides. So when Pandora opened and offered two more two more rides, that was big because now they get two really big rides in Flight of Passage that has been praised like crazy. And I, I will be a part of that. That was amazing. It was a great ride. And you have uh, Navi River Journey, which is which has also been praised, which I haven't been on, um, which was just it, it's it's essentially another kind of Pirates of the Caribbean ride, but you're going through kind of the sights of Pandora, but uh, it, it's it you know Pandora was a big deal for Animal Kingdom. It brought in a lot more foot traffic because people loved Avatar, and it was a big movie, and it's brought in a lot of money. So after that was Toy Story Land in uh, June of 2018. And believe it or not, you know, I'll say this about this, is that Toy Story Land is not offered in Disneyland because they don't have all the land. And that's for another episode if you want it. If you do want it, you know, I've already gone through that. But Toy Story Land opened in June 2018 uh, in Disney, Disney World in Hollywood Studios. And that helped too because, you know, Hollywood Studios, like Animal Kingdom, was kind of in a bad spot. Uh, Grand River Ride closes and that the new ride for it hasn't opened yet. Still hasn't opened. Grand River Ride closed a, a while ago too. And then you have very few other rides. Tower of Terror. Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, Star Tours. And then you there's not a lot in that main park. I mean, you know, Hollywood Studios is a lot about, like, the movie side of things. And you can't really do much about that, you know. And so, you know, they're offering Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is taking over for Great Movie Ride. Like I said, hasn't opened yet, but there, there's just not a lot of offer there. And so when this is, this opened in Toy Story Land, you got uh, Toy Story Mania back in a new in a new area. Uh, you had you got Slinky Dog, the Slinky Dog Coaster, and Aliens Swirling Saucers, and so. Obviously, it was a big deal. You get three no, well, two new rides and a ride relocated. Because um, if you remember, Toy Story Mania was open in there for a while in that Pixar Place area. And then once they announced Toy Story Land, they closed Pixar Place down, shut that down. So they still had that going. They still had Toy Story Land going, but they kind of turned it around to where people wouldn't have to go through there. They had a new exit and everything. And then they finally lifted it up and moved it to Toy Story Land, which was a kind of, which is a big deal because now there's more rides there. Uh, but then there comes the new one coming to Hollywood Studios in Galaxy's Edge. Now, that's also coming to uh, Disneyland, and that one is 
opening earlier than Hollywood Studios. That one's actually opening May 31st. And the one in Disney World in Hollywood Studios is opening up in August of this year. And it's a big kind of deal because uh, obviously Disney inherited Star or bought Star Wars and they're capitalizing off of it. They made three new movies to what was already a by trilogy. Two trilogies, essentially. A whole franchise. And they're capitalizing on it as much as they can. And offering some new rides. Again, for a park that desperately needs this. Just, just more land. And more rides to get foot traffic. And Galaxy's Edge out in Disneyland, I will uh, I will say this too, has already had some openings. And believe it or not, I think actually the Galaxy's Edge out there currently is you have to buy tickets for a certain time. It's literally a block of like four hours that you have in Galaxy's Edge currently out in Disneyland. Um, and I don't know if that's what it's going to be like when it opens in Hollywood Studios, but expect crowds to be crazy for that opening. For sure. But again, big deal for Hollywood Studios. More foot traffic and more rides coming. So the last one, this is a rumor and it's not necessarily going into Disney World for what we'll discuss at the end of this. But a Marvel World expansion coming to uh, Disneyland. And it's a rumor. Nothing's confirmed about this. But potentially... An Iron Man ride, a Spider-Man ride, something associated with Doctor Strange, Black Panther. And supposedly what this is going to do is it's going to help, it, well, it's going to mirror MCU storylines, which is very interesting considered, considering Endgame. If you haven't seen it, I'm not spoiling it, but if you haven't seen it, great movie, go see it. But it, it's going to mirror those storylines, which will be very interesting if they do implement this. Uh, expansion into Disneyland, which I will go ahead and say is much needed out in Disneyland to kind of compete with both Florida parks in Universal and Disney World because it seems like those are a little bit more popular than the ones out in California. So going to Universal, um, you know, they've had not had a lot of expansions recently. So they've had Harry Potter, which opened out in California in April of 2016, believe it or not. June of 2010 in Islands of Adventure in Orlando. And in July of 2014 in the Universal Studios part of Orlando. And yeah, Universal Studios is broken up into two. So you have those and Harry Potter obviously has been a big deal for, for, uh, universal because you have these and there's a bunch of rides. Like I said, it's great from Gringotts. That's one of the big rides in Hogwarts. You have Hogwarts express, which will go, um, which takes you from, you know, the one from the universal studios part of the park to Islands of Adventure, so you don't have to go through the gates. Um, well, I mean, it's not like you're 
you know, avoiding anything. But you also have uh, Harry Potter and the For- Forbidden Journey. And then you have Flight of the Hippogriff. And then there's one that's getting ready to be opened in uh, Hagrid's, like, Creature Tour or something like that. Um, it's a, it's an incredibly long name and I'm on the universal Orlando website and, and it's just Alyssa rides currently, let alone it is about the express, but it's, it, it is a long, long name and it's just hard to, it's hard to say it anyway. But yeah, so Harry Potter, a really big deal as a part of, as a part of Universal because it's one of their most successful franchises, and it, and it really is a big deal. Uh, Volcano Bay uh, was next in May of 2017, and Volcano Bay was an addition to. Sorry, headphones got unplugged, but. Um, was an addition to Orlando. It wasn't an add-on to any of the parks. It, it's a new park. It's a water park in Orlando, and that was kind of a, a big deal because it now offers and looking for the offers competition to Disney's two in Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. Um, and it looks really nice. I haven't been there, but it looks really really nice. Um. I've watched videos about it, and some of the rides look really cool. But then, moving on to the one rumored one there, in Nintendo Land. I think this would be really, really cool, especially for those ga- gamers. You know, I'm not, I'm not a gamer. I play video games. But gamers are ones, in my opinion, that play those, like, shooter games or true story mode kind of games. But, uh... Yeah, but it'd be really cool for them because it's like a Mario, Sonic, like all that kind of stuff. It, it gives them the opportunity for that. and um, could It could be really cool. Um, it is rumored. I don't know what will happen should it implement, should they implement, implement that and what they will be including. I think it'd be really cool to have a really fast Sonic roller coaster. And think of Mario 3D, like kind of thing that kind of goes along with some of the games like going down the pipes and all of that would be really cool um but also there are a lot more nintendo games than anything else and i i'm not gonna go on and list all of those because that'll take forever um so now we're gonna now we're here to the final part and which is kind of a crucial deal for uh both parks here and marvel there is a deal uh, for for the parks regarding Marv. So back in the 1990s, Universal bought Marvel, and they had the rights to them in the parks. And so that's why they had Marvel Superhero Island. And this is where they have characters like, believe it or not, Captain America, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and others. Um, and so back in the 1990s is when they originally had the rights to these people these characters. And the crazy thing about this was that it was only for the East coast. So their Orlando park, 
it was only it, for some reason it was only eligible there. I don't know how Universal didn't negotiate to get it onto the West Coast. And there was one condition of no other parks could have Marvel or the rights to those characters that Marvel has, you know, in their parks within a 60 mile radius of that part of their park that has it. So that took Disney completely out of the dark, which means they couldn't do anything Marvel with those characters in the parks. And so that's why you don't see Iron Man, Captain America, and all those characters out in Disney World. Out in Disneyland, you see them all. So out on the West Coast, Disney holds essentially the rights to Marvel characters. You have meet and greets with Spider-Man, Black Panther, Thor, Loki, Captain America, Captain Marvel. Like, that's what you have that opportunity. So, obviously, way later on down the line, Disney buys Marvel. And it just... What what this does to Disney is, well, what are we going to do with Marvel now? Because... What and like I said, what that deal did is that it blocked them from doing anything out in Disney World, Marvel related, and it, you know, eventually once went they once they bought Marvel, it it was like okay, how are we gonna do this? And so it blocked it, it. It was a bit now now it's a big deal for Disney of how they can incorporate, you know. Those characters, because now keep in mind, it's not that Universal owns all Marvel characters. They don't. There's only certain characters that they have the rights to within this deal. And now there's rumors of Disney potentially buying out this deal. And when I did that random recording session, you know, I was like, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe Disney tried to come in and do something. And here it is. There are rumors of a potential buyout here. Now, the question becomes, what does Universal say is a part of this deal here? You know? And you can see, and you can legit kind of see the seeds planting in Disney's head of how they could get around this. Because, like I said, it's only certain characters. So they are working on, from and I think this is confirmed that it's a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster going to Epcot, which Universal does not have the rights to them. So Disney can do it. Disney's starting to find ways to do this. And there have been rumors of potentially changing parts of Epcot into this Marvel kind of thing or expanding it into this Marvel or like this future part of because there's this future world thing to where they might re you know, put a new image on this part of Epcot and just have it as like a, okay, this is the future, but we're looking at it from a Marvel standpoint to where you have the metal from Wakanda and all that kind of stuff, which would be really, really cool. Now, again, there are some you know, problems to this. But I do want to say, if I'm Disney, 
Well, you know, if I was Disney and I figured out what characters they could, you know, I would take full advantage of, and if I bought it out, bought Universal out of this deal, I would take full advantage. Number one, do that thing in Epcot, whatever, right? But my next thing is maybe do a Wakanda expansion in Animal Kingdom close to Pandora, because it makes a lot of sense to have two kind of fictional areas close to each other. Because Animal Kingdom, you have Dinoland USA, Asia, Africa, like places like that. And so you can't, it, to me, it, it wouldn't make, because you have Africa at one spot, Pandora at another. And if you put maybe Wakanda between the two, it would make a lot of sense because Wakanda is in Africa. But either way, I think that would be a big part of it that they could look to put Wakanda in Animal Kingdom. Um, and another another thing that I think that they could do, I don't think they do anything to Magic Kingdom in, in response to this, but I, I do think they maybe look at Hollywood Studios and maybe putting in like a make maybe like a Marvel behind the scenes thing there, which would be really cool to see. And of course, throwing Spider-Man and throwing Iron Man, throwing Cap, like throwing whoever you can if they end up buying it, buying this deal out. So all in all, you know, through through the expansions, through the Marvel deal, through the after hours, through the fast pass, who do I prefer? Well, if you're if you're talking, you know, to the extent of just which park, you know, which, which, which did you like more? And I know that's essentially what this is. I like Disney more, but I will say Universal is kind of, has kind of catered toward more thrill-seeking people than anything. Uh, so it's more toward, it's built, I think, more towards the older college age kind of audience than anything because they offer so many thrills and have so many good rides. And it's kind of really a really fun thing for the older, you know, the, that kind of crowd to where at Disney you have these sort of rides. But it's also there's nostalgia that goes along with it, for me at least, going there a couple of times. But I, I, I prefer Disney because I think, you know, obviously with Universal you can use a fast pass system. Disney, you can't really do that, which I actually kind of like. The After Hours thing is really cool. I think their expansions have really helped a lot over the past couple years with Universal amping up what they've been doing. And then just the whole Marvel thing, I think, is the biggest thing that hurts Disney. But Disney, in my mind, gets the KO two, two rounds in the fight, believe it or not. Man, that was a great analogy. Hmm. Either way, uh, this was really fun to do. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to next week where I'll have my first guest on. And I'm still keeping his name on the down low. I'll introduce him right at the beginning of next week's episode. Um, so besides that, no real plan after that. Comment on what you want to hear. 
you know, and if you're listen, listening on Spotify uh, or iTunes podcast, thank you. It really means a lot. If you're listening on Facebook, like, comment. Yeah, do those. Maybe even share. Promote the page if you want to. I'm not telling you you have to. If you want to, do it. But either way, goodbye, adios, however you say goodbye. And I hope y'all enjoyed this episode.